Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I am Ashley Sanchez, and this is the last podcast of 2018, so we want to talk about everything there is to do outdoors moving into the next year and some of the fun events we have going on. So here to talk about that, we have Rita Henderson with Bureau of Land Management. Thank you, Rita, for being here. And then over the phone, joining us from our southern region is Ivy Santee and Jess Brooks. Thank you both. You're welcome. Thank you. So let's get into it. Both of our agencies, Rita, it's always good to have our partner agencies in here because we do so much work together. But we both have a lot going on moving into this new year. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on? Yeah. So with the new year is new adventures. And we were kind of talking about... Uh, you know, where some really neat places would be around the state and maybe some places where uh, not so many people know about. Uh, and a couple of those are, uh, I bet Jess and Ivy are familiar with, is uh, in Ca- near Caliani are the uh, new Lincoln County mountain bike trails that are going in. Um, and I know this year they were able to get 12 and a half miles of 40 mile planned trail network so it's right outside Caliani and I guess south of Pioche a little bit. Um, and these mountain bike trails will be all different levels. So intermediate, beginner, and then they have some uh, multiple use where it's, well, it's all non-motorized. So hiking and mountain bike trails, but I believe there, there will be horse trails as well. Uh, but this is pretty exciting stuff. LincolnCountyNevada.com has a really good map and some information so if people wanted to go check out more and get an actual like visible uh visual on the trail system i uh, encourage you go to go to their website lincolncountynevada.com and then um another one in that area is a little bit farther north uh closer to baker and uh it's called sacramento pass recreation area and in the last couple of years, they've been doing some really neat developments, improvements to that area. So uh, it's also uh, an area that has a couple two-track roads for bicyclists and hikers. Um, they have some OHV trails that people can go and check out. And then they also have some ghost towns to go and explore. And... Uh, one of those is called the Historic Osceola Town Site. So that's pretty interesting if you're cool. into, yeah. I love ghost towns. I know. <laughs> There's so many great ones in this state. And, and then I know they have a pretty cool campground. So um, not there's 10 sites. I was going to say less, but there are 10 sites. And then there's a really neat uh, small pond for fishing and it's stocked with trout from the spring creek fish hatchery awesome yeah we manage that fish hatchery so we here at endow and jess and ivy could speak to this too love this type of thing we just love any excuse for people to get outdoors and especially something like both of these places it sounds like people could get out on bikes they could go out and just hike 
and it's just a way to get people outdoors and here they could bring their fishing poles and get out in that pond so right or your horses or your what you know just it's kind of fun to explore some new areas and i know the southeast corner of nevada is a total gem and not a lot of people are over there so if you're looking for a place that you can get away from the crowds i think these would be two of the better spots in that side of the country anyway nice and Jess I know we talked last week in our podcast um, all about just our goal of trying to get people outdoors so I'm sure you could speak to this a little bit yeah absolutely we we're always trying to get people outside to just experience nature and Ivy um, and myself and our whole team really try and visit a little bit of everything available in the southern region. For example, I'm at uh, Valley of Fire a lot. I am working with BLM guys here at Sloan Canyon. Um, <clears throat> I'm also at Red Rock Canyon and all over Henderson at the Bird Viewing Preserve, at Lake Mead, all over the place. And Ivy, I'm sure um, she knows a lot more about the fishing areas in town and on the outskirts of town, too. Yeah, and I'm very excited that we have a new fishing pond because Yay. one thing Nevada is uh, very limited on is some great fishing areas, so it's always good to get new ones. Nice. Agreed. I know. That's great. It sounds like you guys are busy all over the place getting everybody interested. I just heard that our uh, Ely District office, so that would be like Ely, Baker, Kelly, and Piosh, sold like 1,700 Christmas tree permits this really? year. So I think some people from the southern Nevada area were getting out and recreating this uh, fall and early winter. I'm sure. Yeah, just a few of us. <laughs> so what else do you have going on there? I know you have a lot. Yeah, I wrote down here. some fun stuff. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the huge fire season that we had this year. And uh, one of those areas that's uh, pretty popular and dear, near and dear to our hearts is the Wild Horse Reservation uh, Reservoir. And um, we did have some facilities destroyed during the Sugarloaf Fire. And I'm happy to report that our district over there is improving and fixing up the damaged facilities. Um, so people shouldn't be discouraged to go out there and fish even if it does look a little different you know we're reseeding and trying to get that area back to what it once was so just uh, everyone has to be patient but I think Wild Horse Reservoir is still doing its thing ice fishing is going on right now I'm oh yeah we just did a podcast you could actually listen to it on our SoundCloud account a few weeks back Joe Doucette who's in our eastern region he joined me over the phone like Ivy and Jess and Mm -hmm. He talked all about safety, getting out there on the ice, because this is the season for that. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I know I it was mean, like 29 degrees below zero just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, out there, so yeah. So I'm sure the ice is in full thick. Swing, yeah. So, so if, I just wanted everyone to know that we are doing our best to restore the recreation area and the facilities in that part of our our uh, wonderful state. Um, the other thing I thought, you know, some people don't really think about uh when they're outdoors but once you get out to these places and you do maybe plan on camping or it is so dark and we have some of the darkest skies in america still in nevada on public lands so if you're out fishing you may fishing and the sun's going down and realize how amazing the stars are and astrophotography is becoming to be quite a popular thing and we have 
had some really cool photos submitted to us in the last few years. So I just wanted to pitch that one out there when you're yeah, out camping, you're out recreating, sleeping under the stars, that, you know, you could get some of the most stunning photos of the Milky Way or the moon rising and setting and just uh, try maybe something to check out in the new year. Yeah, who does? I just love that. That's one of the best things about camping is being out nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, and then just the sky is so beautiful. It's so dark, too. It's just such a, it's it's pretty crazy the amount of light pollution that we have in the cities once you, you don't you realize, don't realize it until you it. get out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so astrophotography, the stars. Um, another one that I wanted to pitch was the uh, uh, California Trail Center. I don't know if any of you have um, heard about that or seen, have I been able to go yeah. in there. It's on Interstate 80 on your way from Reno to Elko. So it's about eight miles west of Elko. And it's pretty amazing. It's all about the early pioneers, the Native American history, culture in the area. And it's this little little um visitor visitor center kind of off to the side of the interstate uh and it's totally worth going in and checking out and i know the staff there are so hard working they actually every single weekend of the year they have an event planned a junior ranger program uh california trail reenactment with pioneers they do every year this year it's in may so it's if you're on Interstate 80 and you're dying to pull over and need there's a break. something to do. Yeah, there's a, That's good, really little, cool. a cool spot. So um, California Trail Interpretive Center outside of Elko. Awesome. Or and then Jess and Ivy, do you have any places? Obviously, we have a ton of events coming up in the new year, but I think we're going to get to that more in the second part of the show. Is there any places you guys want to tell people about that they should be getting out to if they haven't already? Oh, so many, but one of the things I wanted to mention, talking about wild horse and the ice fishing, down here in the south, we're just getting frozen over on our lakes. They're still too thin, but come after the beginning of January, we'll have some awesome ice fishing down here in the south, too, at, at Eagle Valley Reservoir and Echo Canyon and places like that. I don't oh. even, I don't think people up north even think about no, that. I so that's no, I have no definitely a good point. And would you say it's the same season, January, February? Pretty much. Um, usually December, it's just freezing over. It's still too thin. Um, places like at Eagle Valley, they have a nice fishing dock. You can go out there and then punch holes in the ice right in front of the dock to be able to access the fish. But come mid-January through February, there's usually awesome ice on the lakes, and you can safely walk out on them. And we do post all of our fishing reports on endow.org, mm-hmm. and we have each region listed. You could click on it and... Uh, all of the bodies of water are listed and their fishing conditions. So oh, always call and check, make sure it's safe to go on the ice. It's, it's not worth it to, to test it without checking to make sure it's safe first. Yeah. And that's something Joe and I talked about is you definitely need to research ahead of time. If you're going out there, it's all about safety this time of year, especially. Um, and I do encourage people to listen to that last podcast I did with Joe. It's, I think it's called, ice fishing in nevada on soundcloud.com that was full of safety tips so we have a few more minutes here in our first half any other places that you guys want to mention jess or ivy 
Um, yeah, I, I do want to mention just a couple places that are really accessible for anyone living um, in Clark County in the city. Um, it is bird migratory season right now, so all the birds are active, flitting around, and uh, we have two places that are really beautiful, really easy to get to. One of them is the Henderson Bird Viewing Preserve. It's free. Parking is free. Uh, you just need to check in with the staff at the front office. And they have a map. We have uh, quite a few man-made ponds, and it is a reservoir, so you can kind of walk around. Each little pond is just a little bit different. They may have different water levels. They may have different access points. They may have different hiking in and around them. And there's even a little strip of desert right at the very back. So you'll get lots of variety of birds. Um, times of day, you know, it's really a beautiful place. It's sort of like a little oasis in the middle of the desert. It's really neat. Um, and then the other place <clears throat> is Sunset Park. And it's sort of smack dab in the middle of Las Vegas. And um, people do know about it, of course, but I think people go to um, hang out on the grass. But I also want to um, mention that there are lots of animals in and around depending on the time of day that you go. If you go early in the morning, there's hiking and walking. You can take your dog there, depending on if you want to go on the outskirts of the trail. There's fishing there. Um, there's just lots to do and see, and it's right in the very middle. And it's winter, so it's a little bit more peaceful. It's not as hot. Big, bright, beautiful days outside, and it, it's just perfect this time of year. I bet this is the best time of yeah, year to go. She's making me want to go check it out. Let's I want to. Yeah. I'm like, what are all these places? That's so cool. Well, we are out of time for the first half of the show. There's just so much to do in 2019. We will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we are talking about things to do in the new year since this is the last podcast of 2018. So, we have educators Ivy Santi and Jess Brooks on over the phone, and then we have Rita Henderson with BLM here. Right before the break, we were talking about some of the recommendations you guys had for people to get outside, places to go, and we stopped at Jess. So, Ivy, did you have a few places you wanted to mention? Yes, I wanted to suggest if you're tired of the cold in the dead of winter, a great place to go to, it's almost the furthest point south of Nevada, is the Big Bend of the Colorado State Recreation Area. It's, uh, we just call it Big Bend State Park, but you've got fishing, you've got hiking, it's beautiful, and it doesn't freeze over, so you can enjoy the fishing. I mean, even in, in February, it can still hit 80 degrees down there oh, in Laughlin. I need to go it's, there. It's a beautiful place, though, and a great place to view wildlife also. That's a good suggestion. I've been there. That place mm -hmm. is amazing, especially in the winter. Yeah, like, not so much fun in July and August, but no. awesome in February. That's what's so great about our state, though, is there's areas that are warm year-round, and then there's the areas that have the seasons, so there's so right? much to do here. I know. So, and then Rita, you, we yeah. all are getting our recommendations. I know. I really want to, I know um, 
some people have heard about this place, but every year since 1980, Hawkwatch International is a partner of ours, and they have been going out to a little-known spot in the Goshute Mountain Range, and it's called the Goshute Mountain Wildlife Viewing Area. Uh, from August through November, they have volunteers that climb up this pretty steep two-and-a-half-mile trek. It's like an 1,800 elevation oh gain. Gosh. And uh, they have... The volunteers will literally spot raptors, birds, mostly raptors, hawks, different uh, eagles and stuff like that, obviously. But they um, they actually will capture them with nets and band them and measure and co collect all this information. And then if you're a lucky public on the weekend, you may be able to actually release one of the raptors back oh, out. Oh, cool. So that's pretty exciting. And uh, this year they actually... In 700 volunteer hours, they were able to track 20,000 plus uh, raptors, birds, and over 18 different species. So it's a pretty cool opportunity that you can go and check out August through November. That's really Eastern cool. Eastern Nevada. Yeah. It's and you could just be a member of the public and yep. see it happening. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Get out your, your hiking boots and some water and go check it out. Nice. Gosh, there's so much to do, I, I keep saying. <laughs> so really year-round, but we wanted to highlight it now since we are starting the new year. So Jess and Ivy, I know you guys are, we're gearing up to be pretty busy here. Oh, yeah. Well, we're busy yeah, year-round down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're busy year-round. Year oh, we're yeah. No, we all are, but I know we have some, cr <laughs> it's going to get crazy busy with all the events we have going on. Right. Yes. Yeah. Spring is absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> our biggest event of the year is the Clark County Fair. It's at the it's at Overton. It's at the um, Logandale Overton Fairgrounds. the The fair itself is going to be in April. Um, I'm pulling up my calendar right now just to make sure that I have the dates correct. The uh, we are going to be there. Endow has a big uh, 50 by 80 tent, so it's going to be covered. We have hunting and fishing, archery information, wildlife information. We have fishing and archery opportunities. We have lots of really cool activities for the kids and the adults. We're going to be there April 10th. Through the 14th. Through the 14th. That's a Wednesday through Sunday. And uh, we're going to be at the north part of the fairground area, but um, there's just so much to do, so much to see. Sometimes we have some real animals come out oh, and showcase, cool. which is really a lot of fun, and the kids can touch and see and feel them, which is great, um, and it's, it's just a really fun activity for the kids, and right when the weather starts to get uh, nice, not too warm, but just perfect for walking around. I was bummed last year because I was supposed to go and help, and then last-minute stuff came up here, so I couldn't go, but it looked so much fun from just all the pictures, and I think there was a few Facebook Lives, too, if I remember. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, we love the Facebook Lives. <laughs> that sounds awesome. How fun. They're fun, especially when we have the live animals yeah. out. Last year, we had Hedwig, the owl, the great horned owl. And um, he was getting pretty sleepy by the end of the day, but just seeing people's reactions, because he sits so still because he's so comfortable, 
and then you see him move or blink, and everyone kind of freaks out a little bit. Aww. <laughs> but, but getting that on a Facebook Live is always really exciting. No kidding. Owls are amazing. I think I've seen him before. He's really, isn't, he's like a beautiful white speckled, or no? Yes. No, I, or... no. No, no, I um, you're, I don't, <laughs> don't I don't know to me. who you're. I'm sorry, I don't know who you're. Maybe there's of. more headwinds. Is Joe Doucette owl? Have you been at events where? Great, yeah. yeah, great. Yeah, he's our great horned owl. He comes down, and he has a hurt wing. Yeah, I think I've seen him along. He's had him for a while. Yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. He's it really may be beautiful. the same one. Yeah, maybe. if it's Joe Doucette, maybe I don't remember it. the color. <laughs> yeah. I know I saw it. it I know it was be, Joe. Maybe the same owl. <laughs> He's kind of famous. He is, he's kind of a big deal. People he come is. from all over. <laughs> he is. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then Ivy, so you're working on that too? Actually, I'm retiring the beginning of March, so I'm going to oh, miss the no. fair this year. Oh, I forgot that you were missing the fair. Yeah. Congratulations. That else, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I totally forgot <laughs> but I still the date. have a lot of fun activities coming up I will be participating in. Uh, such as our Trout in the Classroom is going to be starting uh, at the end of January, and that's for teachers. It's an incubation program where we'll supply tanks and chillers and 200 trout eggs so they can hatch them in their classrooms and the kids can watch them develop and grow. And then, of course, we've got NASP, which is coming up in February. And, mm-hmm. uh, and in between all those big events, we've got some little ones. Like I've got a family fishing clinic on February 2nd at Sunset Park. It's open to the public. And it's free, but they do have to go onto our website and register for it. But always lots of fun activities going on. A lot of good stuff. And then for those who don't know what NASP is, can you explain? Uh, That's the National Archery in the Schools program. And we hold the state tournament for Nevada down here in Las Vegas at the South Point. And the the state tournament will go on on uh, February 6th. And last year we had close to 600 kids participating, Holy and I think they're expecting moly. as many or more this year. Yeah. So it's a really yeah. great opportunity for school kids from fourth through twelfth grade to come out and show their stuff and and win trophies and all kinds of good things. Wow! Just yeah, re- the 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 tournament itself, like Ivy said, is Wednesday, February sixth, from eight o'clock to three p.m. And uh, this year we're hoping that we can get a few more students. Um, this year, though, which is really something cool, we have an option to shoot in-house at the tournament or virtually at the school. And we've done it in the past, but this year we're making it very official. We're going to have virtual shoots be overseen by an endow representative. So we'll kind of be traveling in and around. Um, it's held in conjunction with the National Field Archery Association Vegas shoot. Um, and like I said, it's held at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. We have three flights. Any any school can participate in any of these flights. They're 9 a.m., 10.25, and 11.50. The public is also welcome to come watch, which is very cool. Um, and we are also looking for volunteers, too. Yeah, volunteers are needed. We're setting up like crazy on Tuesday, February 5th. It's a big, long day, but it's so much fun. And then the tournament itself, we're always looking for volunteers, too. Um, and then I also want to give a quick shout out to Holly Brizendine. She's the main contact for any of the NAFT programming or if any of the schools are interested or if the teachers are interested or if you have questions about anything NAFT, um, Holly Brizendine is your contact information. And how do people register to volunteer? Uh, is that through Holly too or is that through our website, the volunteer opportunities? 
Yes. Um, either one. Okay. So yes. <laughs> so either Holly or uh, just head to endout.org and there is a volunteer tab that you could hit. Yeah, and in the southern region, you can call and, and ask for Abby. She handles a lot of our volunteer stuff, and, and she's just awesome. And really, any of the events that we do that we've talked about, we could use volunteers for. We couldn't function without volunteers. They're so important They're so to all important. of our programs. Agreed. Yeah, we really couldn't function without Abby down here either. <laughs> she does so much. And then, uh, Rita, have you done archery before? Yeah, when I was a kid. But the virtual part sounds pretty cool. So for students who maybe can't travel all the way to Vegas from the northern part, that that's pretty yeah. awesome opportunity. And there's a, there's also grants available for new school. So if you're a new school, if you have questions about it, and if you're not sure if you can afford to participate, even if it's a virtual shoot, we do have grants available, which is awesome. That's really neat. So call your office, ask for Holly. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah um, I can share her email if she's okay with that, sending it out. Sure, yeah. It's, yeah, her, so her name is Holly Brizendine. Her email is hbrizendine, spelled B-R-I-S-E-N-D-I-N-E, at endow.org. Great. Well, that is such an exciting event. I went last year just to help and take pictures and um it's so fun just to see how excited the kids get and that's a good way to get kids out and active um it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. and then another big thing we have coming up it's actually so nasp is in it's in vegas where we have sheep show up in reno and it's the same exact week so our staff is going to be running around like Crazy. crazy and that is february 7th through 9th And we take part in the youth uh, wildlife conservation education part of the show. And what that is, it's a three-day event. The first two days are specifically for schools that have signed up for it. So they'll come in and take a field trip. And we just have a ton of different activities. Um, Endow works with the Wild Sheep Foundation. So we'll have our educators there. We have archery. Uh, fishing, fly tying. So there's a ton to do there and different agencies are there. And again, the first few days are just for students, but the last day is completely open to the public. And I believe all the kids get in for free. So it's pretty exciting, fun stuff. So that's also in February. So that's a big one for the Reno area. Do you guys take part in that too? I think we usually have a booth that the BLM does, but um, I'm not sure for every single uh, year, but the sheep show is a really big, popular, very popular to the local community. That's for sure. Exactly. So, and this is perfect because it's you could come to the sheep show, but then also bring your kids, and they could come to the YWCE is what it's abbreviated right. to. And there's a lot to do there. It's always exciting this time of year. So much to do. So much prep right before, right around the holidays. Yeah. Jess and Ivy, anything else you want to add? No, but, you know, getting out and checking out the great outdoors that we have is just the best thing to do. Yeah, get yourselves out there. It really is. Thank you all for being here and talking about all the fun stuff that's coming up. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.